Hello there and you're very welcome to Barry Abbreviated, your one-stop shop podcast talking all things news, random topics and movies. I hope you're all keeping well. As I said last week, I will be doing an episode on Donal Walsh and that is exactly what this is. The only thing that has changed is that I'm planning on doing multiple episodes. I was originally just going to talk about the effect that Donal had on raising awareness on suicide, especially with young people. But as I read more into the book, book Donald's Mountain, I learned more about Donald and I felt that people might be able to appreciate it more when they hear that what he went through and on top of which is what an incredible person he was. Now, with that said, I will be doing a few episodes on his journey and hopefully you'll stick along for that. I will be basing this heavily on the book. So when you hear me say, uh, Finbar said, that's because the book is told from his point of view. This first episode will be about his first one with cancer and the lead up to his very first operation. So, growing up, Donald was described as a very active child. He very much tried to walk before he could run. Finbar said that he remembered when Donald was a child, he often got frustrated with his older sister, who could run when he could only crawl. She could talk when all he could manage his baby talk. Uh, as he grew up, he had a huge interest in sport, especially Gaelic and rugby. School was another place that Donald thrived, as he got on really well with the teachers, and he never complained about school or homework. Finbar called these the good days, uh, when life seemed normal and they were blissfully unaware of what was ahead of them. It all began with the pain in Donald's knee one evening in August of 2008. The family started to get concerned when Donald played a game that same day and he'd come off with the pain. Donald would have been very resilient to pain and you knew if he was voluntarily coming off it was a problem. Anyway, two weeks passed and there was no improvement. The pain was starting to interrupt his sleeping pattern, he was starting to limp, and the pain clears weren't working, and even if they did, all they would do was give it an hour of relief. Donald did manage to get an x-ray on his knee through a family friend, and the results showed that there was something wrong with his knee or lower thigh, and he would need an MRI. Three days into starting secondary school, Donald, Donald went for an MRI scan, and the results came back. They were worried, so they sent him to Kerry General Hospital immediately. They discovered that Donald had a tumour or a cyst or a growth in his knee. The Donald then had him move to Kappa Hospital in Dublin to get a biopsy and a scan of his chest. When he was in uh, Kappa, Kappa the, the doctors, they were really nice and they included Donald in all their conversations to try and build trust and uh, between him and the doctors. Anyway, the MRI scan came back and it showed there was a problem with the hollow part of his knee. That area of his knee actually started to get really weak and Donald would then have to start using crutches, and Donald, he hated when he had to use the crutches. Uh, he then had surgery on his knee just to get a sample. That was to see if the tumour was benign or malignant. Benign means that the tumour isn't aggressive and won't spread, whereas malignant means quite the opposite, where the cancer can spread to other areas. But the good news was the operation was a, su- was a success. Uh, 11 September is when they got the results for that, and it turned out that Donald had bone cancer, and the tumour was malignant. Uh, this means that he was then moved to the children's ward in Crumlin, in Crumlin where he'd start three months of chemotherapy within the week. In the book, there is wee extracts from Donal. I will read them out as I go along. And just here is the one from when he heard out that he had cancer. I had cancer, a tumour that had grown on my right femur just above my knee. And little did I know, it would destroy parts of my life that I'd never planned on letting go of. I'd just like to remind everyone that Donal is only 12 years old as he is going through all of this. Uh, so from this news, uh, Donald's family then they had to they had to adapt. His parents had to change how they worked. Finbar uh, had reworked how he, when he went in a hotel, and his mum actually left her job. Uh, Finbar did make one request to have all future Munster rugby tickets 
that he had booked cancelled in exchange for two tickets for the All Blacks versus Monster. And as the as they broke the news to family and friends, some of the members of the local rugby club did an amazing gesture. They invited the family down to the club because there was a special guest who wanted to meet Donal. It turned out to be Paul O'Connell. He was down at the club and when he was down there, a few of the members told him about the situation and Paul said he would like to meet him. Finbar wrote that uh, Donal was absolutely starstruck meeting Paul O'Connell and he was just a total gentleman. Uh, moments like that really spurred Donal on when times got tough and it was the beginning of a very special friendship. On Donal's first week in hospital, he got a scan to see if he had any secondary tumours. While waiting for the results, he headed out to get a camera as he wanted to document his journey. He also had to get a Hickman line put in uh, for getting blood samples. <clears throat> a Hickman line is a tube that goes from your neck into your jugular vein. Anyways, whilst Donal was undergoing surgery, the parents had a very important uh, discussion about the options were for Donal after he got his surgery done. So they had three options. First one was to have a small part of his leg removed. It would take a few years to complete and would only work if the tumour had gotten significantly smaller. The second was to remove a larger part of his thigh if the tumour reaches a part of the knee that was still growing and it would have to be replaced. And uh, that would be a risk of aesthetic. Uh, the third was just a full amputation. And after that, they got the results back from the scan and luckily it turned out there was, the cancer was nowhere else in his body. But during his time in hospital, Donal had his fair share of visits and gifts. Uh, one of them was a card signed by the Kerry team and a jersey that, that was from Tommy Walsh and he wore in the All-Ireland semi-final. As tradition with uh, the All-Ireland winners, they would visit the sick kids in Crumlin. Unfortunately for Donal, that year Kerry lost, so he ended up meeting the Tyrone team. But that didn't dampen his spirits as he wore his Kerry jersey and still had the crack with the Tyrone players when he came around. Finbar referred to that as one of the good days in the midst to what Donal must have seemed like a walking nightmare. By October, Donal had finished three weeks of chemotherapy and his hair was starting to fall out. They did have a close family friend on hand who had survived cancer twice, so he did offer Donal some advice, such as invest in a pair of long johns, as he was to start to feel his legs a whole lot colder than he's used to. Also, during October, they received a call from Kappa Hospital telling that they're going with option two. You may be wondering why they're going with that option, but that is because it turned out from the scans it had shown the tumour was now an important part of Donal's knee and they would have to remove a section of his knee. During October, Donal and his dad went to a rugby game. While they were at the game, Finbar noticed that Donal had a clump of his hair in his hand and he just let it drop to the ground and said, Well, Dad, now there's a bit of me in Thurman Park. And after that game, Paul O'Connell seen Donal in the support supporters lounge and he invited him to the team table for their aftermatch meal. And at the meal, he got to sit between uh, Anthony Foley and Paul O'Connell and Ron Nogar also came over and he had a good chat with him. Now, as the hair loss became more noticeable, Donald started wearing a beanie, and with that, he started to feel more self-conscious. When Donald invited friends around, he wouldn't take off the hat till he felt they were comfortable with it, or how Donald put it, I don't want to scare them off with my baldness. As October drew on, things were getting tough for Donald. As he protested getting on the train for Dublin for, for more chemotherapy, his weight loss was now more visible, and he was vomiting a lot more. To try and stop the weight loss, his parents tried to hide food supplements in his food, but Donal absolutely hated them and was usually able to stuff them out, but pancakes proved to be one of the few foods where they could slip it past them and he would eat them. November time, it was getting difficult to give Donal his daily injection as there was a serious lack of fatty tissue on his body. The danger with giving a person injections is when they have a very small little fatty tissue is you can give them person severe bruising. 
he also started to develop a cough and that proved hard to treat because you're always in danger of upsetting his blood levels when introducing new medication. But there was light on the horizon as they did get the tickets for the Monster versus the All Blacks game. The day of the game, Donald was absolutely ecstatic. He really, en- he really enjoyed the game and he stood up and he was jumping and shouting without the help of his crutches. Unfortunately for Monster, they did not win though. But that night, uh, Donald managed a full nine hours sleep and he didn't cough, which was really a rarity at that stage. And in the run up to Christmas, Donald was starting to feel very lonely as he wasn't allowed visitors. And if they if he was allowed them, they couldn't stay very long as it was in the middle of flu season and him having a very low immune system. When the Walsh family first heard of Donald's uh, diagnosis, they were asked by the local rugby club was there anything they could do to help. But they themselves didn't know what they're in for, so they didn't know what to say. And with Christmas coming around the corner, they then offered again and they came up with a laptop. And this would help Donald keep in contact with his friends no matter where he was. Uh, so the day of the operation, it was originally supposed to take four hours, but ended up lasting nine and a half hours. The surgeons took an extra hour just to be sure everything was okay. He was left with an 18-inch pencil-line scar that went from his mid-thigh to his mid-calf. And after the operation, he went into intensive care for a week. On the Friday after the operation, he then got a call from Paul O'Connell to check on how the operation went. So it was a lovely gesture. Uh, Donald also got an unexpected visit from a few Leinster rugby players, including Shane Jennings, who became a close family friend. Six days after the operation, he started to learn to walk again. And then when the physiotherapist came along to tell him that they'd be starting tomorrow, Donald then asked, why not today? So by three o'clock that very day, they were down in the gym. And in the gym, he had to practice walking between two bars that were waist height and 10 meters long. She told them they'd start off just by doing three times a day. And on that day, Donald completed doing it five times, but he still annoyed himself as he wanted to do it six times. And that next day, he then did it eight times. And he was told he'd be off his crutches within six months. And at a six-week checkup, he handed it back in the, cr- in the crutches. Just such a fighter. After three weeks of physiotherapy, Donald was discharged. He got on a plane from Dublin to Kerry, and that was the start of a new chapter for the Walshes. And that is where I'm going to leave it at this week. If you would like to get in contact with the podcast, you can do it on Instagram at Barry Abbreviated. That is where I will be posting any updates or announcements for the week. If email is more you think, you can shoot me an email at barryabbreviated at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Rob O'Sullivan, who's helped me put these up. And he's at Rob Hand on Instagram. Uh, next week will be more Donald Walsh. Hopefully I will have that in, on time again for Thursday. And uh, I think that is it. Uh, this has been Barry Abbreviated. Till then... Thank you for listening and stay safe.